Broadcasting live to the world now, it's Sheila Zelensky. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Mindless minions. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with name it and claim it. And as dark as I know it looks out there, the good news is that God is advancing his kingdom. And it's very exciting to be a part of his great commission. It's Sheila Zelensky. The Sheila Zelensky Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, end time watchwoman, Sheila Zelinsky. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zelinsky Show for this April 22nd, 2016 edition. I broadcast weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here at weekendvigilante.com to find out more ways to listen, including the podcast and the customized app. Do go to the Listen tab on weekendvigilante.com. And if you have not already done so, please go to my social media, Twitter, Facebook, and the YouTube and sign up for that. It's all linked there at the top right of my website. Again, that's weekendvigilante.com. Now, as some of my listeners may know, I had been planning and working on a series called Invading Enemy Territory, subtitled Foundations of Spiritual Warfare. And I really felt like I needed to stop and do this teaching that I'm going to do today first, before we get into the next one. I think in order for us to advance, we really need this. And why do I think that? Because God showed me a theme in almost all the prayer requests I'm getting. I'm getting inundated with emails, prayer requests, phone calls. And again, there's a theme. So I strongly believe that we need this today. So I'm going to do a teaching on something I think is a deadly curse. It's dangerous, it's deadly, and I think a lot of God's people have it. And in fact, well, I was one of them. I think all people have it in some way, shape, or form, just to varying degrees. So I'm going to give this teaching along with a deliverance prayer at the end. I would like you to receive that because I believe that it's going to change your life. And I need to make sure I deal with hindrances and blockages before we move on into that next series on spiritual warfare. And today I'm going to talk about the curse of the bastard, how to get rid of it, how to break it off yourself and your children and grandchildren. I'm going to tell you what, this is probably one of the biggest thing affecting God's kids. And I'm going to tell you what, this is serious. Now, a lot of people say, well, I can't have a curse because of the cross. Listen, the cross did take away curses, but it has to be appropriated. You break curses off by using the tools that God gives. Here's a good example. If you have a fire raging in your home 
and you have a fire extinguisher, but you don't engage that extinguisher and put it out, well, the fire is going to consume your home. We have to appropriate what Jesus did at the cross. And in the name of Jesus, we can break off these curses. Again, this is the most destructive curse that's plaguing God's people. It was plaguing my life. It was wreaking complete havoc, and I could never figure out what was wrong. Now, when you hear that word bastard, it sounds offensive, but it's important to realize it's an illegitimacy that the Bible talks about. Now, it's important to remember, you don't just get this curse because your mom and dad had a child out of wedlock. No, that can be a part of it, but that's a very small part of it. This is a very destructive, plaguing curse. Deuteronomy 23 says, a bastard shall not enter into the congregation of the Lord, even up to 10 generations. That's almost 400 years. Now, we don't know what happened in our generations. We don't even want to know. But we do come in with a boatload of curses. So let's talk about the curse of the bastard. The word bastard in the Old Testament, it meant a Hebrew and a non-Hebrew having a child. It was forbidden for that to happen. And so that is an Old Testament definition of a bastard. Those people were not even allowed to come into the congregation, the word says. They were ostracized. They were made even to live in a different place. They were treated like lepers. Zechariah 9.6 says, dwell in Ashdod. Ashdod, let me read that scripture right now in Zechariah. And a bastard shall dwell in Ashdod, and I will cut off the pride of the Philistines. When you do a word study on that from the concordance, that word there, Ashdod, means ravage, one who practices damage, lays waste, destroys, ruins, violence, continuous destruction. That's a repeated deprivation. So we can see these manifestations can be on a person. A good example of that is you could give someone a brand new house or a brand new car, and in six months, it's broken, it's damaged, it's unkept. They don't take care of it. This is part of that curse. Now, Hebrews 12, 8 tells us, But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all are partakers, then are ye bastards and not sons. That's a really important scripture there because it doesn't just mean you were not disciplined or raised or chastised properly. It also can mean that you don't get the kind of love you need properly. You might be raised up in a home where There was physical abuse, emotional abuse, spiritual abuse. And what comes into that bastard curse is this spirit that says you're not loved. Those people feel like they're not worthy to be loved. It's very widespread in in the Christian congregation. And there is a block that happens in that curse that essentially stops, it hinders, it obstructs people from receiving God's love. It estranges and alienates you from God. You feel withdrawn. You don't fit in. You always feel like you're a black sheep, even in your family. I felt like that for years. I thought I was adopted. I I just felt very disconnected from my family. So think about that again. The curse can spread out for 400 years for 10 generations. So there's many skeletons in families. We have no idea what's in our family backgrounds. I had a grandfather on my mom's side that was a child molester. My uncle tried to molest me. My families both had huge problems with issues and abandonment and rejection. I didn't know about deliverance when these things are going on, but we need to know these things because our children 
are also afflicted with these curses and we can break them off. We can break them off our children and our grandkids. And I'm going to do that at the end of this teaching. So it's important to discipline your children in the Lord, folks. That little padded bottom, it was put there so you don't have to injure them. I'm not talking about beating here, but there is nothing wrong with spanking your child. I don't care what the CPS said. I told my boys, mommy loves you enough to spank your bottom, and we need to be disciplining our children properly. Now, there's an interesting scripture there in 1 Timothy 4. Now, the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry. Wait, what? Now, let's think about that for a sec. Forbidding to marry. Forbid there, if you look up that word, it means neglect. And we're living in the last days where people are neglecting to marry. They just have sex, they have babies, they move on to another person. There's no commitment. There's no responsibility. It's neglect. That is an end time thing. Think of all these men who neglect to pay child support. That's what we're seeing in today's culture is this spirit. So one of the other things about the curse of the bastard is it can come with a mother that doesn't want a baby. There's that strong spirit of rejection, that bond that needs to happen with the mother that doesn't happen, even in the womb sometimes. Maybe the mother's having problems or mental problems. And that spirit that travels with rejection and abandonment comes in and is prevalent there. Adopted children often have these problems that are associated with the curse of the bastard. So maybe your parents had a mental problem. Maybe they couldn't give you the type of parenting you needed for whatever reason. Maybe your parents were alcoholics. Maybe your parents were absent. Maybe one of your parents was not there. Maybe not physically, but mentally. I know for myself, that was my dad. He worked away a lot but even when he was home, he wasn't, if you know what I mean. I would get top academic awards and top athlete awards and all these awards, and I would proudly bring them to my dad waiting for his response, and he didn't acknowledge it. And so it made me feel rejected and wounded, and I spent a large part of my life always trying to win my dad's love, win his affection. Maybe if I could just achieve, maybe if I could just earn his love, maybe if I became a huge success. That will make him acknowledge me. It's a very deep-rooted spirit that causes a lot of damage, a lot of wounds. A lot of drug addicts and alcoholics have this spirit. A rejected person has such a deep root, that wounded spirit. People that have this will cause you to give and give and give, and you just feel like they're sucking the life out of you. And for these people, mostly... It's never good enough. No matter what you do, you can never please this person with this curse. They're never content. Nothing's ever good enough. Sometimes that spirit of rejection will cause people to dress in a way that'll cause you to reject them. They look a certain way, like these gothic dressers. Or sometimes they'll have bad hygiene. They just don't take care of themselves. It's like their way of putting up a wall so people don't want to be around them. They push people away unconsciously. They don't feel they deserve love, so it's a way of unconsciously pushing people away. A lot of people with tattoos and piercings and just really rebellious types of look, they have this. And gang members, same thing. 
the overarching thing here is they just don't care about themselves. They don't think themselves are worthy to be cared for either. And often they give people reasons not to be around them, not to love them without even realizing this. They unconsciously put up this block to other people because they fear they're not going to be accepted. They're already going to be abandoned and rejected. So why even put yourself out there? Another common thing with people that have the curse of the bastard is these are people that jump from job to job. They go from place to place. They often move around a lot. Now, that's not to say if you're stable, you don't have the bastard curse. These are just some prevalent traits with people that have the bastard curse. There's a lot of layers to this. They jump from person to person, job to job, church to church, flavor of the week. Those are those people that are always looking for everything and anything to fill that deep void, fill that place of feeling unloved. There's no permanence for these people. Now, I felt very unloved as a child. And it's not that my parents were necessarily good or bad. It just, there's an unloving spirit that comes in with this. And it keeps you from not only being able to receive love, but also from giving love, properly giving love. The love that you need to be able to receive is blocked. And that's why a lot of people never fully can feel God loves them. Jesus loves me, this I know. That's a song with no meaning to a lot of these people. God is mad at me. I'm not good enough for God. I'm not adequate. Why would God love me? It's, it's feeling like God doesn't love them. There's a disconnect. Sometimes you'll be in a relationship and a person could tell you they love you seven million times and it just means nothing. There's a disconnect. It doesn't connect with them because of that spirit. They can't receive things, even like a gift. The spirit would tell you, you don't deserve anything. You can't receive anything. You can't enjoy anything. You don't deserve that. You're not worthy. You never feel like you're worthy. And oftentimes there's an inferiority complex. You think other people are better. So because of that block, people cannot and usually don't receive the things of God. They can't fully connect with their walk with God, the deeper things of God. Most of these people also, they have problems with authority because it gives people an I don't care attitude. So there's lawlessness, rebellion, issues with authority. Prisons are full of people with this curse. These people usually have no interest in the things of God, or they can't. They're blocked. We have a whole generation of these people that are rejecting God. And even in the church, I know many people contact me, they want to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, but they can't receive it. They can't press in or receive the things of God. This spirit causes that. And one of the biggest things, and I experienced this myself, is anger and rage. My son used to say, Mom will meet you at the corner of snap and show. I was a complete snap show. Anything and everything would set me off into just this rage that I couldn't explain. I wasn't happy. I wasn't joyful. People said, oh, the joy of the Lord. I didn't connect with that. I didn't have any deep joy, any contentment. I was a very discontent person. I was very plagued. I hated my life. Life just was hard. It just always felt like I had a black cloud over my head. You feel completely out of control. And so many times I would say to myself, okay, I've got to get control of this thing. This is destructive. 
And I could never do it on my own until I got delivered from that. So self-destructive behaviors is a big piece of this. And self-hatred is also a big piece of this. You're in such pain and you lash out at people. That lying spirit is at work there in that bastard curse. And it tells you, you don't deserve, you're not worthy, you're not good enough. God doesn't love you. That's the ultimate lie straight from the pit of hell. Satan wants to trick you into thinking that God doesn't love you. And that lying spirit goes right along with the Antichrist spirit, which will keep you from doing God's will in your life. And that is very serious. These spirits work lockstep to destroy your relationship with God. They cause you to be blocked from the things of God, from entering into the deeper things of God. And it hinders your spiritual growth and intimacy with Jesus. You cannot enter into the congregation of the Lord, as that scripture says. So religious spirits is also a thing that's affiliated with this. You can't really be real, so you become religious. Perfectionism is another piece of this. Works-oriented, performance-oriented, an overachiever. That's pride. So pride is a big piece of this. Arrogance can be the other end of the spectrum. And people with this curse, they have a lot of phobias as well. Fear of heights, fear of closed spaces, fear of bugs, fear of fill-in-the-blank. It's the root of eating disorders and all sorts of addictions. Again, like I said, alcohol, drug abuse, pick your addiction. It causes a cycle of suicide as well. I was hugely depressed almost my whole life, what they called clinical depression. So you've got that depression, oppression, self-hatred, suicide. I tried to kill myself. At the age of 16, I tried to kill myself. And then later on in my life, I tried as well. How do you get saved and then want to kill yourself? You know, where is the disconnect with that? When you're in pain, you just you want to dull it. So that goes back to that drinking, the drugging, shopping, food addictions, gambling, pornography is a big one. Video games, fill in the blank there. All addictions. And that self-hatred can cause a lot of infirmities, diseases, sickness in the bodies, allergies, chemical imbalances, cancers, mental disorders, autoimmune deficiencies, arthritis, heart issues. Pick your disease. Pick your illness. Everything that starts in the flesh is in the spirit. And do you want to know what one of the biggest manifestations of this thing is? This curse of the bastard is fear. Fear of anything. And we touched a little bit on phobias, but it's not just fear of things. It's these irrational fears of, well, it's just a matter of time before I lose my job, fearing you're not going to have enough money, fearing you're not going to have enough food, fearing you're never going to find someone if you're not in a relationship, fears that things are going to happen, fears that you're going to get in an accident. And this is the kind of fear that's synonymous with dread, alarm, fright, terror, apprehension, anxiety, distrust, fearing failure, fear of the unknown. And this fear has kept many of God's people from growing, expanding, doing more work for Christ. Fear will keep us from our responsibility of being fishers of men. Men fear old age. Well, a lot of people fear old age. People fear dying. They fear insecurity. And Jesus went to great lengths teaching man that he should not have such fears. Look at Matthew 6, 24 through 34. God's always provided for his own and will continue to do so. We see that throughout the scripture. 
It's a fear about what other people think of you or fear what people will do to you. But the death thing, that's a big thing. Men are slaves to the fear of death. The fear of death can be disease. That actually brings on illness, anxiety, stress, and disease. And fear is prohibited. Fear is a characteristic of the wicked, it says there in Proverbs 28.1. So again, it's strictly prohibited. Fear not and be not afraid. That appears in the Bible 180 times. What does the Bible tell us over and over? Put your faith and trust in God. So it's either fear or faith, but this spirit, this curse causes people to not be in perfect peace. They're always fearing something. We should be free from fear or fearless. Not afraid of a car wreck, not afraid of eating the wrong thing or something's going to happen to the economy. You know, what's going to happen to your kids? We're not supposed to be fearing, but this thing causes fear. It's the biggest piece. It's that anxiety, the fear, confusion is another part. I don't know what to do. I can't figure things out. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Going around the same mountain, feeling like a black cloud is always over your head. You can't catch a break. You never can just break out. I felt like that too. I felt literally for almost my whole life like I had a black cloud over my head. I knew deep down that I was cursed. I knew that for a fact. I intrinsically, innately knew there was something wrong with that picture. And my doctor's answer, well, he wanted to hop me up on a lot of meds. Antidepressants are not the answer, folks. Jesus is. And deliverance is what he gives us to get free of these bondages. I was so mad when I found out these were spirits. I thought, you have robbed me of my whole life, you devils. That's it. And then I turned the tables on the enemy. So these are just some examples that I shared with you today of people who have that curse of the bastard and it's a huge thing and it wreaks havoc and it destroys lives, destroys families, destroys marriages, and it's destroying the body of Christ. So we're going to take care of that right now because I believe the Lord wants you free from these afflictions and you don't want your kids having this either. I didn't realize that with my three sons, they all had the exact same thing I had. And they had these problems. And I knew if I didn't break that off myself and my children, that it was going to go to my grandchildren and the other generation. So it's very important that we deal with this. So we're going to do that right now. Lord, I thank you for the knowledge of this word. I thank you for the ministry of deliverance. It's a miracle from you, God. Jesus told us to cast out devils. You can't counsel out a devil. And I thank you that people can get set free from bondage and affliction and defeat just like I was, Lord. Father, you want your people to be free from this curse with these demonic spirits that are plaguing people and causing so much havoc in people's lives. So people right now, I'm going to pray over you and I want you just to receive this. This is very important. And for those of you who might be listening, you're a first time listener, maybe, and you have no idea what I'm talking about, you've never heard of deliverance, then very quickly, I want to tell you that spirits get expelled, demonic spirits get expelled out of the body, typically through the breath, yawning, burping, coughing, sneezing, crying, shaking, feeling hot, dry heaving, or feeling like you want to throw up, runny nose, all of that. That's all very normal. There's nothing to worry about. Just receive it now by faith. This is life-changing 
and God wants you to be free. So right now I put every demonic spirit on notice. You just got an eviction notice. When you were called out, you have to come out in the name of Jesus. So right now, Father, I cover every listener with the blood of Jesus Christ so they would receive this message now. Father, I thank you for giving us power and authority over the enemy, and I exercise that power now, and I call on the warring angels to be loosed now to assist in the lives of everyone listening to this program to do battle in the spiritual realm for God's people. So in the name of Jesus right now, I take authority over that curse of the bastard, and I bind that curse, and I break it off every person and command it to go now. In Jesus' name, every single spirit that came in with that bastard curse, I command you to get out of the people now in Jesus' name. I speak to rejection, spirit of rejection, go in Jesus' name. Rejection by others, rejection of others, rejection by God, rejection by your father, rejection by your mother. Go in the name of Jesus. Get out of the people now. Take a deep breath. Blow it out. Come out, all spirits of rejection, self-rejection, self-hatred, suicide. Get out now in Jesus' name. Spirit of death, go. Get out now in Jesus' name. Spirit that causes people to have a death wish, wishing they could die, wishing they were never born. Go in Jesus' name. I come against the spirit of offense in the name of Jesus. Get out. Being easily offended, offending others. Go in Jesus' name. Being offended at God, blaming God. Get out now in Jesus' name. That deep, dark hole, that void. I speak to it now and I command it to get out in the name of Jesus. Needy spirit, needing constant reassurance, never satisfied. Discontent, go now in Jesus' name. Or needing to be the center of attention, go. Narcissism, get out now in Jesus' name. Unclean spirits, you get out. You come out of their minds and out of their bodies now in the name of Jesus. I command you to leave. Spirit of loner, get out. That black sheep, that alienating spirit, alienating yourself from others. You don't fit in. Go now in Jesus' name. Lawlessness, rebellion, bucking authority, I command you to go. Pride and idolatry, get out now. Pride, you come out of the people in the name of Jesus. All those spirits of pride and idolatry, come on out in the name of Jesus Christ. Fear of man, fear of death, fear of being rejected, fear of not being loved. All those fears, every single fear, you name your fear now, call it out. I bind now and command it to go in the name of Jesus. All fear spirits, every fear, every phobia, go in the name of Jesus. Come on out. Inferiority complex, poor image, low self-esteem, come on out in the name of Jesus. Spirits that cause you to think you're unworthy, not good enough, come on out in the name of Jesus perfectionism, works-oriented, workaholic, being driven all the time, overachiever, get out. All those spirits of that whole group, I bind you and break your power and command you to get out of the people now in Jesus' name. That unloving spirit, I come against that spirit that causes you to feel unloved, not be loved, unable to give love, unable to receive love. I bind you and break your power in the name of Jesus. Thinking that God doesn't love you and you can't receive God's love, I command you to get out in Jesus' name. Go. I come against that antichrist spirit in the name of Jesus. I bind you and break your power and I give you leave now in the name of Jesus Christ. Not being interested in the things of God. Not being able to receive the things of God. Not being able to press into and enter into the things of God. You can't read the word, can't understand the word. All these spirits, come on out now in the name of Jesus. Blocking spirits, hindering people, obstructing spirits, keeping you from the things of God. I command you to get out of the people now in the name of Jesus Christ. Go. I tear down every wall of self-protection that you've put up in the name of Jesus. All that hurt, all that betrayal, 
All that abandonment, rejection, jealousy, envy, resentment, rage, all that anger, get out of the people now in Jesus' name. That spirit of the ravenger, go in Jesus' name. Get out all spirits of bondage, all that unworthiness, all abusive relationships. Go now in Jesus' name. Self-destructive behaviors, self-hatred, all those spirits of bondage, bondage to drugs, bondage to alcohol, tobacco, gluttony, eating disorders, all addictions, pornography, you perverted spirits that came in through that. Come on out. Those evil, perverted, perverse spirits come out. All obsessive, compulsive behaviors. Get out now in Jesus name. I'm OCD. I'm ADD. No, don't speak that curse over yourself. Come on out. Word curse. Get out. There's life and death in the power of the tongue. So we bind and break all those words, spoken curses off you now in Jesus name. Inordinate affection of anything, escapism, shopping, gambling, video games, Everything that causes you to fill that hole, go now in Jesus Christ's name. That deep void, that black cloud feeling, oppression, depression, repression, all spirits of torment, get out of the people now. In Jesus' name, I give you leave. And right now, I bind and break the power of every infirmity, every sickness, every disease, every illness in their body. Father, send in the warring angels to spear those spirits of infirmities. Pull them out now in Jesus' name. Call out your ailment now, folks, in Jesus' name. I bind and break your power, infirmity, in the name of Jesus. I command you to get out of the people now, all those spirits of infirmities. And I loose healing now to the people. And I speak a reversal to any damage that was ever done in the body. I speak rejuvenation and regeneration of their bodies now, in Jesus' name. Any birth defects that came in through the curse of the bastard. Even stuff that people don't even know what's going on. I bind and break your power and command you to get out in Jesus' name. Incest, molestation, incest in the family lineage. I bind and break your power. You perverted and perverse spirits, get out in Jesus' name. All emotional abuse, all mental abuse, all physical abuse. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I loose healing now to the mind and emotions. All mental illness, so-called mental illness, that have been spoken over. You have a mental illness. You're bipolar. You're schizophrenia. Get out now in the name of Jesus. I activate the mind of Christ. Hypochondriac spirit, go now in Jesus' name. All forms of nervousness, anxiety, insomnia, can't sleep, can't settle down, can't turn off the mind. Get out now in Jesus' name. Sweet sleep belongs to the saints, and I loose that sweet sleep now. Insomnia, get out in the name of Jesus. That arrested development, learning disabilities, that deaf and dumb spirit, spiritual blindness. I command eyes to be opened and ears to be opened and hearts to be opened in Jesus' name. That stony heart, I bind you in the name of Jesus. The word says the heart of flesh. I speak the heart of flesh now in Jesus' name. You foul lying spirit, you get out of the people now in Jesus' name. I give you leave. Division, sowing discord, gossip. God abhors that. You get out, you foul spirit. Every spirit that exalts itself above God in those people, I bind and break your power now in the name of Jesus. If you've been fatherless or motherless, I break that spirit of bondage now and I release upon you that God is your father. Receive the spirit of adoption whereby you cry, Abba, Father, receive it now. Receive it now. You're a son and a daughter of the Most High God. And I activate in the name of Jesus that spirit of adoption. And in the name of Jesus, we extend this deliverance of these spirits of the bastard curse to our children and our children's children and then so on down the line. In Jesus' name, we apply this to the seed, the seed's seed, 
and so on in Jesus' name. Father, help people to understand their true identity. Now, anyone trying to receive the Holy Ghost now that those blocks have been removed, I say, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Holy Spirit, I call you into the congregation. Send your Holy Spirit to fill every vacated place. Fill them now. Father, I bind every spirit of backlash and retaliation from today in the name of Jesus Christ. I put a hedge of protection around the people that receive their deliverance, that they will keep their deliverance, and I seal it now with the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We give you thanks, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you were blessed by this teaching and prayer today. I hope you received it just like I did. So if you heard this prayer today and you received it, do get in touch with me. It is my hope that this is life-changing and that today you were delivered from the bondage of what this curse brings in, the destruction of it. And I want to hear from you. I want to hear about the changes in your life. This is very important, and I want you to share it with other people because it's life-changing, and God wants his people free from bondage, affliction, and defeat. So do get in touch with me. I hope you were very blessed by it. I'll see you tomorrow, folks. Good night, and God bless.